Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, darlings. Welcome to Fantastic Adventures with Dean and Bertie. Today... We're going to be talking about video games and movies, their relationship to one another, how they influence each other, and which is better. Can they get along? <laughs> yeah. That's the main thing. When will the war end? <laughs> when will the war between narrative and game end? Absolutely. Uh, we have a lovely guest on with us today. We have Julia Hardy. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. How are you? <laughs> I'm really good. I was enjoying the intro there. I was oh, getting, thank getting you. into it. Like, did I do a good job? You did a really good job, oh, yeah. Thank you so much. It was much. fine. Okay, all right. Well, <laughs> wow, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my parents all over again. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we're going to talk about games and stuff. And now you kind of occupy the games space. Uh, for people who don't know, <laughs> yeah. I've put up a tent and a flag. Yeah, yeah. I'm there. For people who don't know who you are, uh, give us just a very general rundown of, uh, of your sort of, your thing. Did you, did my mum put you up to this? It sounds like a question I get from like my parents all the time. Okay, like, what, <laughs> what exactly do do? are you doing yeah. and why? Uh, so, yeah, I've worked in, uh, I'm a presenter. I mainly do stuff with kind of video games and tech. Uh, I currently work for Radio 1. I do a gaming show for them that goes out on iPlayer every month, which is cool. I review stuff on the radio as well. Then I also kind of freelance host other stuff too, but I've been, I've been in games for quite a long time. I used to do a TV show called Game Face and another one called The Blurb. But that was quite a long time ago. Uh, yeah, so I've just kind of been around. I've been around. <laughs> I've seen things, man. Yeah. Weird, gamey things. Gamey things. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like you're sort of... Because um, obviously, like, the exposure of video games has gotten so much bigger. Don't know if anyone's noticed, but no. um, it's a huge world now, isn't it? It's like, I feel... You, you're like one of the faces of that. Like, you, like, all right. No pressure. Sort of a, no pressure, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, you're sort of like, I feel you're like sort of creating a very healthy conversations around games because like years ago we had that conversation i mean i guess we sort of still have it now our video games are we all know they are like by definition they they tick those boxes mm-hmm. yeah but i feel like your work you're like you're you're creating conversation that's more than just that now it's like it's just it's cool it's cool we're very yeah. ha- happy it's to good, have you here it's good oh, shit yeah it's, um, i mean like my my passion kind of in life was really to kind of it really annoyed me that gamers were always treated like kind of the weird cousins that are put on the weird table with all the other odd aunts with hairy lips at a wedding, <laughs> right? You know, in terms Excuse of like me, entertainment. You met my aunt and you said <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very but, you know, in terms of like, you know, entertainment, it's always looked down upon mm-hmm. by, by everyone. And that always really annoyed me because actually it's at the forefront of everything. Uh, and, you know, like my kind of life's work is trying to push gaming more mainstream and get more kind of mainstream press to take it seriously. Hence why, you know, I, you know, vied and tried to make a job for myself at Radio 1. I could have kind of stuck with specialists, but I sort of wanted to sort of, you know, push gaming out there and get people to kind of treat it with a bit more respect because it is yeah. important and it is doing some really, really amazing things in terms of entertainment. And we're basically winning because we have the biggest selling entertainment products ever of all yeah. time. And it's, Thank it's you. evolving. <laughs> it's evolving so fast it's like terrifying you look at games from 10 years ago five years ago 
and it's like upsetting how far we've come. Yeah. And it's like I the I where we're gonna go in the future is is but exciting, still, but yeah. Well, I mean also think just think about it even in <clears throat> so um I think just think like gamification of things in general. I mean, you only have to look at things like Facebook and Twitter. Uh, they're games. You get yeah. points when you say or do cool stuff, right? There's yeah. a gamer score, which is your follow account. And it's all this kind of gamification. It's all out there. Yeah. You only have to look how people consume normal media. So I can't remember the last time I watched TV without being on my phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find it quite difficult to just sit there and concentrate on one thing. I'm like, I'm bored. What's going on online? Let's see what's happening. You know, people are looking for more. They don't just want passive entertainment. But say you were to apply that kind of gamification to, okay, here's the thing. I once did a, a demo. I used to do text off for Sky News. And we had this guy come on who basically had these headbands that read like brainwaves. And they'd recut a bit from 47 Ronin, you know, that really awful Keanu Reeves like samurai yes. movie. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. terrible. Anyway, the idea was that um, <laughs> you could fight this dragon using your mind. So like if you were the right amount of kind of engaged but relaxed, you'd defeat the dragon. All it was was they'd just recut the movie to play a different ending. Interesting. If you were so imagine like a point and click. A kind of thing, but like if you were in the right mental frame of mind, you got a different ending, right? Imagine you're in a cinema and you're wearing one of those and you could actually effectively change the ending yeah. of a movie. Why not? It's totally possible. Like, did Luke Skywalker die in your movie? <laughs> no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. No. An option. Why? Was that an option? <laughs> you're obviously way too stressed about work or something. Yeah. That's yeah. why you got yeah, that yeah. ending. You, you know? killed him. Yeah. You killed him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, like, there's loads of stuff where you can kind of uh, uh, apply things like that. And I think we're naturally going that way anyway. You know, with stuff like AR, like uh, augmented reality, we use it all the time on our phones. VR as well. I did this yeah. Yeah. amazing VR experience when I was out. I was out at San Diego Comic-Con and it was a mixture of like in real life stuff and VR as well. So kind of I went out of a helicopter, I went down an actual zip wire and I was in an actual Jeep, but like someone had sort of like wobbled it a bit like while you're doing Ooh. it. But you're, you're in like a VR experience at the same time and it was amazing. Yeah. And there's a bit where I had to walk over a plank between two buildings and I... Couldn't walk. There was a plank on the floor, so it felt like there was a plank on the floor. And it was so wobbly and I was so nervous. And even though me, I've played loads of VR, I was freaking the hell out. My <laughs> legs were shaking, which made the plank really wobbly. Um, it took me forever to get over it. And you got halfway through and then someone shot like half of it off. This is obviously in the game. And then I was like, just jumped you. You know there's something there. You're not going <laughs> to I was like, what's wrong with me? But that is an incredible experience. Yeah. I came off of that like full of adrenaline and felt like I'd really been through something. So like the potential for gaming to engage with us is huge. And yeah. like there's all to play for. I mean, not everyone's going to have that in their house, but, you know, no, instead no. of maybe going to the cinema, you could go on like this incredible, cool VR, yeah. IRL, terrifying do you think, adventure. Do you think on some level, because people have such itchy fingers now, and as you said, like people struggle to focus on one thing at a time and video games facilitate that because you're actively engaging with it. Do you think on some level just watching a movie, maybe in the future is just is going to feel very old hat and very like, compared to these experiences that you can mm. live and breathe, if, if if films don't up their game and like you said, incorporate some more gamification, yeah. is it, I don't know, is it, is it going to deal? I mean, I don't, I don't think, people are always going to be hungover at some point and not want to do anything. So there will always be that. Yeah. I feel like that's never going to kind of go away completely. Um, but I just feel that, Generally speaking, we want more. So, example, like if I spend the whole night, 
you know, Netflix binging, like watching a TV series. And I come away, I'm like, oh, I'm so disgusting. I just spent like seven hours watching something. If I spent seven hours playing a game, I actually feel like I've done something, weirdly. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like I've achieved something with my day. And that's a nice feeling rather than, oh, God, look, there's Cheetos crisp dust in my bra when I go to bed. <laughs> Someone else had that happen to them. That wasn't me. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. I I get really... Um, I get really down if I if I've got nothing on or if I'm not like not busy. Yeah. If a new game comes out, even though like it isn't contributing to my life in terms of like making money or succeed, but like it, it's as you said, like if there's a new game to play, that's like a thing I can do and that's a thing I can engage in and I can feel like I've accomplished something. Yeah, that's but it. Have I actually? Yes, you have. Okay, you've, you've good. Solved, you've solved problems. You, that's it's true. not just yeah. you know every game teaches you something slightly different because the rules are always slightly different. Yeah, you know, and there's a slightly different way of doing it. So you are actually you're getting better at gaming. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say I got all the moons in Mario Odyssey. Don't tell me that is a potentially a waste of time. <laughs> oh of my goodness! Not, of course you did. Yeah. Of I'm, course I'm you did. Just so pathetic. Um, all of what, did, what did you do when you did that? Like, what did you did you do when a I little, finished it? Did you like do a little fist? Grab? Genuinely. And I felt a bit empty, but like <laughs> I, I was expecting like something to happen, and the game just went well done. You got Daedric armor. Oh, oh no, sorry, they put a, they put a hat on top of the uh, Peter's castle. That's what I got. Worth it. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, it's I, weird. I did some of it with a walkthrough. I wasn't just going to go blind. No, sure. like I'm not. You're I'm not, not insane. Come no. on, man. What fun <laughs> goes blindly through that? No, I mean, I did it with Zelda Breath of the Wild. I did all the shrines with no walkthrough. Yeah. I know. I was not. I, I I searched them out on the internet. I found them. Uh, it's I okay. Think, I don't like, think that's. T- I don't like. I never checked how to time? do the puzzle. I know. Who I did. I was going that? through a lot, so I had yeah. the time. No, <laughs> yeah, it was very excited. Oh, sorry. Who has the time? You have the time. Yeah, that's yeah. That's to that question. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to like uh, again the video games and movies thing um, because there are a lot of games that you could argue try to be movies, and there are a lot of movies that well, are based on games. And, and mm. often, I, I, I feel like thus far, in general, games are doing a better job at being movies as movies are trying to emulate games, if that makes sense. Maybe I it doesn't. I think I know what you're trying yeah. to say. Well, it's <laughs> like, for instance, Uncharted mm-hmm. um, is feels like it's an interactive movie, ultimately. Yeah. Um, and it completely works as that. Uh, and I think actually because of that, because it's so cinematic, an Uncharted movie kind of makes sense. Because it's already kind of a movie. Yeah. But you kind of can't mess it up. But when well, we talk about a Mario movie, that's it's less... Slightly, that's, but there's there's whole other things to do with that. But okay, so just really quickly to touch upon that, um, the Alicia Vikander Tomb Raider movie mm. basically took all of the set pieces from the two reboots. Like, it oh, was right. almost like shot by shot. Oh, cool. Okay. It's interesting. Did it work? I mean... It wasn't a fantastic movie. It wasn't a bad movie. Right, right. You'd watch it on a plane. Okay. okay. You watch it on a plane. Yeah. Watch you, it on a plane. Yeah. yeah. And you enjoy it. If you were it. trapped in a tube in the sky, <laughs> you would watch it. You would one hundred percent watch it. Yeah. You need some place where you can nap. Yeah. Um, so I kind of thought that was a bit weird. And actually, the start of the Tomb Raider movie was quite interesting. She's in East London, and it was a little bit different. And then it just went full kind of, you know, sort of to, like Lara Croft kind of tropes, and it sort of lost it a bit towards the right, end. Right. Right. Maybe. I mean, it's tricky because here's the problem. If you move too far away from, you know, the game itself, then theoretically you're alienating the gamers, but then are you really supposed to be appealing to them anyway? Or are you appealing to, like, a slightly different audience? Or why don't you tell a different story? Yeah, it's like origin stories. Like, you just kind of go, well, I don't know, 
the game the gamer side of it doesn't need an origin story because they know who T- Tomb Raider I've is. Experienced it. Also, yeah. we've mm. we've already been having the reboot game, so we don't need mm-hmm. to know what her origin is because we're currently going through it. So yeah. it's apparently it's a three part story. Apparently, <laughs> but, oh, um, yeah, yeah, that's but we've right. got Shadow of the Tomb Raider yes. coming out pretty oh, yeah, soon. Yeah. That's right. Because um, apparently she's not the Tomb Raider yet. Crazy. Um, oh. I haven't figured that one out. She's raided a few tombs, though. <laughs> She's I mean, raided a few yeah, tombs. And also How many the tombs titling seems a bit confusing then, seeing as it's in every title. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, okay. Uh, I think the best thing about uh, the Alicia Vikanda movie was her abs. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she, her like, workout. Got... Oh, sweet Lord. It was oh, really? amazing. You're like, dude. Good She's so her. tiny anyway. Oh, really? Yeah, but, but she like, up. oh, my God. There was, Fair like, enough. videos of her online where it looked almost like, it was almost like, Ridiculous cartoonesque dumbbells. Do you know what I mean? From like really old school, like like, like, like yeah, like she's so had a like, weird yeah. twiddly moustache or something. Yeah, 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 like yeah. amazing. Like the bars were like bending. On <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> on her like little arms, and I like she's like you're like that's amazing. That's I mean. Amazing. Well, that justifies the film well, exactly. in, in and of itself. Well, like, yeah. I felt like there was... I mean, this probably happened like way, probably way earlier down the line, but I feel like when Call of Duty was sort of reaching its uh, w- like modern warfare time, like that was yeah. like emulating your sort of like blockbuster movie. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Michael Bay movie, but I don't think it's really a Michael Bay blockbuster It's like Saving movie. Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah that's Very kind of, broadly yeah. just, yeah, like yeah. blockbuster. Um, and then uh, I feel like Mass Effect sort of like was like the Star Wars of, of the video game industry mm-hmm. for a bit. Like Sexy. Yeah, it was like yeah. very, sexy. Sexy. very sexy. And people like were waiting for Mass Effect 3 because they wanted the story. Not necessarily mm-hmm. the game that came with it. They wanted yeah. to know how it ended. Yeah. And that, for me, was the first time where everyone was going, I need to know what happens next. Yeah. I don't care about what I'm shooting. It's interesting. I need to know what I'm shooting at and where that's going. And yeah. I was like, "That's that was really weird. And like, that's, like, that's it, like a special thing because often the story is very... It kind of feels like an afterthought um, and can kind of feel uh, like a bit of garnish. But the gameplay is the real sort of thing. But when... The story actually kind of overshadows the gameplay. Yeah. Is a whole kind of it. But then you it then should it just be a movie? Probably not, because movies aren't thirty hours long. Well with Mass mm. Effect it worked, because they I know they talked about years ago about doing a Mass Effect movie and mm. everyone was like, please don't, because that doesn't make any sense. You've already got like, it. Your engagement with the Mass Effect world is optional. Mm. Like, but obviously I'm a sucker for that stuff. So yeah. I was clicking every dialogue dialogue. Ugh. I was clicking every dialogue option. This is why you need your conversation wheel. Yeah, my conversation <laughs> wheel. Yeah. Wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what That's do I great. do? Um, yeah. But honestly, like, I played that game so much that I started to think about my conversations in that way. Amazing. I was like, where's my paragon option? Where's the best thing I could possibly say? That it somehow, exists there. Like, your wheel is just much bigger. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. I just yeah. remember Mass Effect 2, and it was around Christmas time I was playing it. I remember going to the pub, sitting with a mate of mine, and I was sitting here, and the whole time I was like, well, you know, I could be sitting in this pub or, you know, talking to my friend or I could be saving the galaxy. Honest to God, I made my excuses and left because um, I was like, I was like, you know so what? Good. But it's so good. Yeah. It's such a good sequel. I was like, this, this pub is terrible compared to this. Yeah. Like, my life is so much better in the game. It, it reminds yeah. me, um, my, I, I, when I studied at uni, my parents came to visit me and it was on 11-11-11, which was the day Skyrim came out. Oh. And part of me was like... The year of our Lord. <laughs> yeah, the year of our Lord, the year that Skyrim came yeah. out. And I remember sitting in a pub with my parents going, I'm I'm so sorry, Mum and Dad, but I'm just not into it. I, I really want to go hang out with made-up people. Fair. It was like, Fair. yeah, it was quite bad. But um, yes, uh, 
I think what I was trying to say with uh, the sort of like Call of Duty and Mass Effect era of stuff is that that's when like I feel like narratives and big set pieces were starting to happen in games and like yeah. it, it almost felt like we were going are we trying to be filmed now? Is that what's happening? It was very confusing especially like, especially as Mass Effect 3 I know I just said that many people went into that game not for the game but the story but even the game started to like start streamlining itself and like mm. going no we, we just want to show you the next cutscene we don't really want you to play anything yeah. So there was this weird period of like going, wait, no, we but just... it's getting the balance right with the yeah. cutscenes and play that can be really jarring or the annoying thing where you're like, oh, I'll just go make a cup of tea. Then you're like, what do you mean I'm supposed to be doing? I'm dead. Great, thanks. Yeah, cutscene. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, I think it's getting that sort of balance right. But you don't mind it so much if you care about the characters and it's not some like ridiculous Japanese length cutscene that's yeah. like forty minutes long where you're like, dude, am I supposed to what? Do I need to? Okay, fine. Yeah. It's it's getting that kind of balance right. And Uncharted did that yeah. incredibly well. You're like, I don't mind these because actually they're quite funny. Yeah. And actually they're just really and well they, written. And they flow into the gameplay so much because yeah. the gameplay is just these interactive set pieces. And there's so, no like formula to it either. No. I, I, can't remember, I can't remember what I read, but they talked about how those games were built. They have shooting... Exploring and cutscenes. Those are kind of what the three things that they do. Mm. Everything's never built. in order. Like you don't go mm, shooty, talky cutscene or something. You know what I mean? Like, but also, there, there's yeah. a lot of exposition just um, in like while you're exploring as well, which is what The Last of Us and Uncharted did very, very well. So mm -hmm. you could just be kind of wandering around, looking, you know, rummaging through That's a true. desk drawer for some alcohol or whatever yeah, it is that yeah. you're doing, <laughs> and you know, it'll kind of explain a little bit more of the story there instead of it being like, so let lines... me tell you about this time that this thing happened, and I'm going to stop you from doing stuff yeah. while you're doing it. You could kind of multitask. The lines blur yeah. between, yeah, and that's and that thing. It almost feels like you either have. The Call of Duties, the, the the Uncharted's, where like I said, it's almost like interactive movies, or you have something like Dark Souls, where there's like basically no story, but it's so gameplay motivated that you you can feel something visceral when defeating a boss that can be equated to the feeling of seeing a character you love die. What games do you think find that middle ground? And it's like this is a game and this is a story, and I can't imagine one without the other. Yeah, I, there's not many. I, don't I know. mean, it's it's really Naughty Dog were the kind of pioneers of that and I think that's when everyone's mind changed so if you don't know that obviously the guys who make Uncharted and, and The Last of Us that was when it really started to make yeah. sense and people were like this is very cinematic this is a cinematic thing and that's when those kind of things started to blur I think in other people's minds as well I mean that's what they're renowned for they're renowned for their stories but yeah, yeah. it's stories with you know great gameplay as well well I mean it's yeah it's alright I mean yeah I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, but it's it works like, yeah, yeah we, we, were, we were talking about like in The Last of Us like they, they, they the gameplay in context works apart <laughs> from Joel's superhearing it makes no sense very strange like, it, like everything else like crafting because it's a world where you need to survive that makes sense but yeah. I, that I, every time I do it I, I tried to use it less because it like took me out of the yeah. world I was like why mm. does Joe, Joel have superhearing it makes no sense yeah um, The Last of Us is actually such a great example because spoilers people haven't played The Last of Us I'm going to spoil it a little bit here I hope you don't mind the bit at the end where you're running through the hospital corridor, yep. fighting your way to LA, mm. the fact that I felt like I was doing that. Like, I, the urgency, I remember yep. my my breath was a little bit wobbly. Like, I was just, <sighs> like, and that's, like I said, that's when, like, game, story, boom. 
It's when you feel you know, you know, you know what the thing this. was as well. Um, oh god, was it Mass Effect two? No, three. The bit where you had to go through like the wormhole, but you had to do it within a certain period of time, or like everyone got squelched by uh, the aliens. Because you know, normally it's like, well, you need to do this thing, and then you go off on like twenty side quests. You're like, yeah, 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 I'll get to that in a minute. But that was one time in a game that I really remember thinking, like, oh, well, you know what? F you, game. You can't be all like, this is how the system works, and I can go off yeah. and do side quests. And now everyone's been turned into some kind of weird freak shake yeah, that people are yeah. going to drink. <laughs> yeah. Like, freak come on. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That was was that was, was that, that three? Three two or I think it was two. Because well, I think it's, they go on the collector ship oh, and there's that remember. woman. Oh my god, that's there was right. a time limit. I remember yeah. this. It was like if you didn't, if you didn't, I don't know. I felt so fucking stressed. Yeah, yeah. I remember. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. I do remember that. I think Mass Effect Three has moments like that. I think there's like a planet you can't visit if you don't go there in a certain like point or something. But they should, they can't. It does. Yeah, I know what you're you, saying. They like, should make it abundantly clear that this is different to the rest of everything else because like you yeah. can't. Otherwise, it's really annoying. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that definitely. Like, especially in a game where you're supposed to have agency over everything. Like, yeah. If you want to have a four-hour conversation with an NPC, you're allowed to do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not like someone went, uh, Shepard. You've been doing this for four hours. Yeah. You, that, you know, all those people are dead now. The Reapers are Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like. The Last of Us, I think, was maybe the first time the the, the story and game yeah. slid quite nicely I thought it, together. It's like a very it was, good example of that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why I say slid. That was a weird word to say. <laughs> but you it's know also what I mean. The pacing as well, I thought, was really interesting. Like when they first announced, we went to a preview event for The Last of Us. <clears throat> they gave us this whole presentation about cordyceps and how it could really happen and all this sort of stuff. Yes. And we were like, mm, "It's a bit disgusting." <laughs> all right. Um, disgusting. Yeah, really disgusting. Zombie ants. Thanks. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I was kind of thinking like, oh, okay, it's going to be a bit survival horror but like that looks quite stressful. I don't know if I really want to be having that level of stress all the way through a game because Uncharted could be quite relentless and it's like waves of people. Yeah. I was just like, okay, why is there another wave of everybody? Yeah. Just like two is fine. Yeah, why does this yeah. have to be three? Come on now. <laughs> also, Nathan is just murdering people. I know, he's basically, it's like borderline genocide. You've got to this country and now like there's at least 200 people plus are dead. Okay, yeah. fine. Just because you want a weird little cross. Anyway, whatever. He's a selfish yeah. bastard, isn't he? He's a really <laughs> selfish bastard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I... I I loved the pacing on that just purely because it went through these like beautiful, serene, quiet moments where you're existing in this world where everything is gone and all you have. And it's just so quiet. And then like two minutes later, you're then like stuck in this like horrendous thing where you're like being attacked by a bunch of zombies. Yeah. Uh, and it's really awful or, you know, mercenaries or weird uh, rebels or whoever it was. But that made it so nice. Those kind of, you really appreciated. Those when quiet you went, moments. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you went into the buildings and, you know, you had to kind of traverse through because they've all kind of fallen down and find your way. And yeah, I thought it was, it was beautiful. Just I love beautiful. the bit where after a, after a full game of getting Ellie to help you with the ladders and stuff, I love that bit where she's towards the end she's become a bit more distant and you ask her to put the ladder up and it interrupts that little animation because you look at her she hasn't even moved and you have to nudge her again and that was like a moment of like I'm so used to going through the motions with this like button press and for it to become something weirdly kind of narrative based where like oh no she's not even listening it was like yeah. oh yeah that's like a real person it almost feels like and then they took that to the uh, to the nth degree with uh, The Last Guardian where they went they went, what if what if your giant cat dog birdman thing just ignores you? That'll be fun. <laughs> For the whole game. That'll be fun. I was like, I don't want to yell at it. I felt like I had a dog and I was yelling at my dog. Yeah. But I was like, they're going, oh, it will make it more realistic. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's he realistic. Was, <laughs> he was very hard like, to wrangle. Yeah. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. So we're talking about how narratives and video games can somehow, you know, hang out and maybe make a great game together. But the problem is, is that if we switch that and a movie wants to try and take a video game and make it a movie, why does that never work? Why does it never work? Well... Not once, I'd say. Not once, a thousand times, it feels. Not really. I think because they end up... They end up, they don't really know who they're trying to pitch the movie to. It's like, do you want to pitch to hardcore gamers, which that means that you have to really follow like the canon and follow kind of the lore of it. But then ultimately you're not going to have the widest audience necessarily. So then they try and sort of like make it so that other people might like it as well. And then they just sort of never really appeal to anyone because they're not really appealing to anything in particular. Plus also you've got the fact that you might have 30 hours of story and gameplay and you've got to kind of squish it into just like two hours or whatever. And it's it's never going to be the same experience for a gamer because as a gamer you are that character. You have that connection. Whereas when you're watching a movie it's completely passive and you're seeing it on screen and maybe that version of the character isn't how you played it. Yeah. It was different to how you played yeah. it as well. Um, I mean, depending on the game. You know, there are yeah. certain games where you're just playing kind of bland, Gennaro character or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then I think ultimately movies just, I don't think they have a lot of respect for gamers. No, not um, really. I get that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just It's in the same way that I don't think the entertainment industry has a lot of respect for gaming in general. I think there is that kind of looking down at them a bit. Oh, they're silly boys in their pants playing in their bedroom or something. <laughs> you know, they still have that ridiculous idea. And so then they just, they're a bit lazy, I think, yeah, when it comes to of, it. They they misunderstand what the appeal was in the first place. Yeah. And they take it at a very surface level and sort of reappropriate it into something that, like you said, it would just alienate everyone. everyone. Yeah, who would, yeah. And like the it? Assassin's Creed movie, uh, starring Such and produced a... by Michael Fassbender. Michael yeah. Fassbender. Vitamin F. But um, <laughs> <laughs> he... Um, I really so, wish this is, though. So strange. Um, but yeah, it, like, so the Assassin's Creed movie apparently is, is, canon. is canon to the video game. So mm. I think they tried to go, okay, how do we get the game, the gamers into the cinema uh, to even entertain this movie? Yeah. Like, I guess they went, oh, well, then maybe you'll get something out of it as a whole from the series. Maybe Ezio will be mentioned once. Maybe. <laughs> um, but, like, that didn't work because I watched that movie and I wouldn't have known. I'd, it genuinely just felt like they tried to do the first game, but as a film. Put in a different place, yeah. Sort of. Yes, mm-hmm. And it's it was just very very peculiar because like you like you were saying Julie like it, it it definitely feels like it's trying to have its cake and eat it a little bit. It's trying to go come on everybody everybody enjoy the film. And it's like why don't they just do like a different part of the story that hasn't been told yet? Like some other kind of weird like the background like how the animus was made like why it was there or I don't know like something just a different completely thing. else. But yeah. it's like a little kind of side to the story. So 
anyone from outside, it doesn't really matter. It's just a story about how something interesting happened. But to games, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that's actually a perspective we didn't know about. Yeah. You know, because the problem is if you're kind of treading where it's already gone before, you're like, yeah, but I've had this experience already and it was longer and better in the game. (laughs) Yeah. So what would you give me? Do you know what it captured really well, actually? Like, whenever I play an Assassin's Creed game, every time you come out of the Animus and you're in the present day... Mm. So I was like, oh, fucking hell. Present day's so right. rubbish. It, Why is yeah. it here? It captured that. <laughs> it captured how boring the it present day was. Perfect, except both of them are boring. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he doesn't jump into one barrel of hay in that movie. Oh, I think pretty he does. Pretty sure. Doesn't he as a joke and they make it a joke? No. Why do they make doesn't. it a joke? It's like one of the best things, isn't it? I think because it it's like... It is literally one of the best things about the yeah, yeah. It should have been on the bloody things. poster. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe jump. he doesn't. Oh, my God, that is a crime if he didn't jump I'm in I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Yeah. Which is crazy. Also, I, I don't think Eagle Vision's in there. Pretty sure. Eagle Vision's not in there. There's another really weird creative liberty they took. Um, they turned the Animus into a, 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 big, a arm. big arm. Like a, the fucking Skegness crane games you get and oh stuff. It was what? like... Yeah, like it's like you've seen. No, it, right? I no, I haven't seen it. No, no, but I do remember that clip okay. now. Yeah, it's like it's a giant mechanical arm that picks up Michael Fassbender and like awkwardly moves him around the room. Yeah. So like, I guess the point is. Never done VR, like I mean, what's the research on this like? It's and terrible. What, what yeah. fucks me up is that in when we're seeing him in the past, he does a roll. He like rolls over, and I'm like, how would he have done that with the arm? Show yeah. me, show me the arm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like show me. I, I don't sense. know. I, maybe they were worried that it looks too much like the Matrix. Maybe like you enter the thing. Yeah. Like a guy just sat on a chair with his eyes closed, but like. I it's mean, like, that's the same as like Total Recall. He sits in a chair with his eyes closed. Like it's oh, not yeah. like a, it's not like a seen new. Thought. You yeah. can argue. Um, but I just think people are much more interested in seeing a man running on rooftops in the past than having an arm <laughs> fling him around a room. Why did they pick Michael Fassbender? <laughs> so very strange. odd. Because he's yeah. He's it's, a good actor. He's a great actor. Just don't yeah. know if he's an Assassin's Creed actor. I just, yeah. It just, he doesn't strike me as an assassin. He should have been some kind of like Gennaro middle ground actor, like TV actor. Yeah, yeah, you know? honestly. I just, it's like they wasted their money on him because well, there just wasn't much to work with. I think he probably, yeah. he he's, could have been doing some other stuff. Yeah, although one thing, I, like it isn't all doom and gloom, I love your audience. There are some <laughs> video game I don't know, uh, movies. Actually, it's a TV adaptation. Mm. It's called Castlevania. Do you guys ever play Castlevania? Yes. A it's little a good bit. game. Yeah. A good game. First one's really, really hard. Mm. Um, but yeah, they made a, an anime, which is not something I usually say. They made a really good anime about Castlevania on Netflix. And you guys have not seen it, right? No. no. Okay, Why is well, it good? I, it's good because it manages to get game mechanics into the plot without it feeling jarring. There's the, which Wait, is how do they do that? Well, so there are like you know like holy water kills vampires stuff like that. The basic sort of like your rock paper scissors mechanic of like Castlevania. Hmm. They there's a village. There's a small uh, ye oldie town sort of village that the main character has to sort of protect from an incoming uh, I don't know uh, uh, gargoyle attack or something. Yeah. And in the, the people in the village are like we don't we don't know how to defend ourselves. And he essentially lays down the rules of Castlevania. But in like a really natural way, he's like teaching these villagers how to do it so they can defend themselves. Oh. And I sat there and went, this is quite cool because also the character um, doesn't believe in his own ability to protect people. So it plays into his own like insecurities and in showing that he can actually like help people. And I sat there and went, it's not hard. It's not hard to do this. He gives them like, the tutorial. Give it to somebody who like cares. Like the director seems quite, I can't remember his name, but he seems quite passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. And he kept saying it's character at the end of the day. People play video games because they enjoy characters. They like the characters in games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. 
And like, there seems to be so few people. Like, Assassin's Creed doesn't care about characters. It doesn't care. Like what, it just yeah, no. It the cares film. about. Uh, it's more about like set pieces and running and making it look flash. And it's like, but yeah. then that that you know, as a gamer, that would come down to gameplay. But if you can't play as that, what's the point? I just want to look no, exactly. at like, watching someone else run through. Like who cares? Like, it's like watching yeah. someone else play Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I thoroughly recommend the Castlevania anime. Yeah, okay, I'll check that out. It's like it's genuinely a good time. And there's a new season coming out October, which I am actually like legitimately excited for. Lovely. It's cool. so strange. Like maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe we'll get that. Maybe Castlevania. It'll be the one. Things will be the one. Maybe. I mean, okay. Look. So we've got some video game movies coming out. Everyone. Uh, we have <laughs> Detective Pikachu. <laughs> um, okay. Ryan sort of, Reynolds. The thing is, Pokemon has proved itself as something that exists beyond games. Like, I mean, the yeah. show is as iconic as the games. So I'm, I'm not nervous about it. I'm just. We kind of same, same old, same old. No. But he's a detective. I mean, apart from he's got a new job, but like <laughs> yeah. same kind of thing, right? But like, yeah, yeah. My big question with the Detective Pikachu movie is, why are we doing a Detective Pikachu live action movie and we're not doing the live action Pokemon movie? That's no, like surely people question. want that more. True. Like, we want to see. I mean, I don't want to see it, but I if mean, they're going to do it, did they get a lot of emails and like, you know, Pikachu's been pretty slack, man. He needs to get like a job, or we're going to yeah. kick him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I don't I, know because yeah. Detective Pikachu. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen much of the game, but you no. do know he just like sort of walk, like so he can speak. His Does trainer he? can understand him, yeah. but no one else can. Okay. And he sits around and just flirts with women, and they have no idea he's saying anything. Does he wear? Do a we want to see this? Wow, actually, I kind of do now want to see yeah. this. Is that yeah. an extra Ryan level? Reynolds. Like, Ryan Reynolds is d- playing him. Dirty, dirty mouthed d- <laughs> Detective Pikachu. Yeah, a li- like he is a little bit. Like he, like he literally, like there's a cut scene where that they're walking past the secretary, and he essentially just like looks at him and goes, "Nice," and leaves. <laughs> and everyone. Went, What's happening? Like, so watch the cutscenes of Detective this is Pikachu. Not, this is not sort of a character development that I really expected from Pikachu. I mean, out of all the video game characters they can be, suddenly he's like this weird. I don't think sexist. he'd be a sleaze. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he was particularly sleazy. I don't know. I also always thought Pikachu was a girl. So, like, the fact that when they went, Ryan Reynolds is Detective Pikachu, yeah. I was like, oh, mm. okay. Fair enough. But is he going to do the Deadpool voice? Probably. Because, yeah. like, I mean, does Ryan Reynolds have more than one voice? Yeah. I was gutted when they, I found out Danny DeVito wasn't going to play. There were rumours yeah. that Danny DeVito was going to play. Hilarious. That would have been amazing. I'm still mourning that loss. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also have the Mario movie. Yeah. Finally. So that's interesting. That's going to be quite interesting. Because, obviously, like, Nintendo put money into it, and they're also kind of, like, part producing. I... I Nintendo are very careful about what they put out and they're very careful about how things go and they're quite litigious as well. Yeah. Um, so I can't imagine it's going to be a colossal disaster. No. No. But at the same time, I don't know if they know what they're going in for because not... I love Mario, obviously. Yeah. But he isn't a character. No. He doesn't he's have, like... What have you seen what he looks like with that moustache? I mean, good heavens, he's barely there. <laughs> He's barely there. Oh, good heavens, Mario. Grow your moustache back. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Um, no, he's not a character. Like, yeah. what are his... Apart from... Oh, oh, I know what his wants are, I guess. He wants to save the day, save Princess Peach. But he's, like, less than one-dimensional. If there was, like, yeah. a third yeah. of a dimension, that's where yeah. he'd be. Like, <laughs> like, Sonic <laughs> has more going on. Like, at least I Sonic can tell you... Sonic has more of a gripping backstory than yeah. Mario. And like, Matt I'm... is saying something. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> he, like, he likes chili dogs, and he can run fast. Yeah. And he doesn't like Amy, yeah. I yeah. guess. Um, but, like, Mario, like... He says Yahoo and Yippee. Mm-hmm. So I Let's don't know. If Nintendo have for me. so long refused to give him a personality. 
But also, I think they've seen that's really backfired when it came to Sonic. So they just went, let's let's like sort of not make Mario this arrogant sort of guy. Yeah. So they, I hope they realize that when they go into a film, they're going to have to go, okay, Mario's going to have to have an arc. He's going to have to learn something. He but can't they, be perfect. Didn't like, they say it's like... They, there was something really specific about the tweet. Like, it's not it's not a Mario movie. It's a movie with Mario in it. What? Oh, Wait, no. what would you mean? So that, I think that's, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure that's what the tweet was, right? The original statement, which right. which puts a really <laughs> different spin on it. Yeah, Because yeah. then it could just be like, oh, he just turns up. Thanks. He's just oh, in some no. French indie film. Yeah, I? sitting there smoking Galois cigarettes, but looking really <laughs> yeah. upset and sad Mama about Mia. life. Yeah. Yeah. Mama oh. fucking Mia. Yeah. I, I don't know, like because like, they haven't outright confirmed that it's being made. We just know yeah. that Illumination have the, the rights. rights to it. Mm. So it's it's so peculiar because, like I say, this, the Mario characters are pretty one-dimensional, if yeah. that. Yeah. So I hope they know if they are if they are going to do just a Mario movie, what what is the art? That's the thing. What what can you take away from Mario that I mean, he needs to learn? As I the think movie it goes should be on? something where he falls out with Luigi. Yeah. It's like this really gripping, like upsetting oh, story of yes. a love lost between two brothers. That'd be great. Oh and they're unemployed. Obviously, they haven't done any plumbing in like 30 years so you know their business has fallen apart I think they should just make it like really upsetting so do you really think really gritty yeah that, really yeah. like to oh change it no but that'd be so interesting if they just re- they're not going to do that but that would be cool like if they yeah. went really like gritty like Luigi's thinking about killing himself because it's just <laughs> that's the love of his brother yes. give it to me now yeah. yes oh Mario <laughs> <laughs> oh why can't we be friends please please <laughs> but um he like I don't know. Like, I don't know. It's weird because like the Mario movie, like a, a proper Mario movie, not the one they did in I don't know the nineties. I think. Oh yes, uh, Bob Hoskins. Yeah, sorry, Bob. <sighs> weird, um, just weird. But like, a Mario, an animated Mario movie was like the stuff of my dreams as a kid. Like I wanted that so badly. Yeah. Now that we're getting it, and I'm a little bit more jaded, I'm like so. I'm like terrified, because as much as I know the Mario games are the real representation of Mario as a thing. The moment a movie comes out and if it's crap, I'm going to I'm going to feel one personally hurt and also I'm going to have to like defend myself as a Mario fan to people who don't play Mario games. They'll go, "Oh, I saw that movie and it was crap. Mario's crap." And I'll be like, "It's not though. Aww. It's just a crap film." Is, yeah. is this all about like, you? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so I'm going to be like I'm going to be like one of those last Jedi fans. <laughs> oh my god. Not I my can't Mario. Yeah. I can't believe they gave Princess Peach a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, obviously. But um, yeah, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. It's the thing we keep saying. Like, if they can't add anything to it that would make it only be able to exist as a movie, then don't bother. But then don't also, bother. who's the animated movie for? Like, what age is this being pitched at? Is it being pitched at us like kind of weird older people, or is it actually for young people? And do young people even care about Mario? I think um, they probably. Oh, I don't know. Well, Nintendo's whole like strategy. Fortnite. Well, Nintendo's whole strategy. <laughs> Love this. He like gets the weekly emails. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nintendo's strategy is. Well, like they seem to. Well, Nintendo's strategy seems to be you get them while they're young, so then yeah. you create lifelong fans. So yeah. I think the movie would be for kids, but it also wouldn't do an origin story because Mario's mm. famous enough not to have that. Yeah. They could literally start that movie with Bowser has kidnapped Peach uh, as the opening scene, and we'd all go, "Yeah, I know what's going on. I know." Mm-hmm. And yeah. kids are. They know what Mario is. So I think that's what they might do. They'll make a movie that appeals to kids, 
but treats the fans who are like, you know, have seen well, it from the start like really, not idiots. really do, just to sort this thing out once and for all, is that Mario should be kidnapped and Princess Peach <gasps> goes to get him because, quite frankly, it's very sexist and they need to sort that out. Mamma mia, I'm into that. Yeah. I would watch that. Could you imagine? That they would get so much great PR for starters. It would be a great thing for like young girls to go and see because it would turn yeah. that silly trope all on its head, and it would be something different. Well, yeah. she—I mean, regardless, she has to be. She has to be like a character. Like she has, yeah. you know. And I think maybe she'd change out of that ridiculous dress that's clearly a fire hazard. Yeah, <laughs> she can't walk past candles in that. She's like bound to like just. Yeah, it oh, looks man. like a really cheap, like Woolworths costumes. You know? Woolworths, yeah. Woolworths. What a reference. Yeah. Um, okay, look. Do we need to worry about the relationship between video games and movies? Or, like, are video games just, like, their own thing and movies are their own thing? And I mean, because they'll always influence each other, but, yeah. like, should we just, like, just let them do their thing? I mean, I think they're always going to influence each other. I just think that gaming is just going to surpass movies even more than it's already doing it, like, already. Do you know what yeah. I mean? People are looking for more from their entertainment. And movies, let's be honest, what's really changed about movies... Not a lot. Less people see them. Yes. I mean, that's the only big thing that's changed. But in terms of like how movies are made and how they're put together, it's still the same. Whereas with video games, you can change how you interact with a viewer, with a player, in a million different ways, down to new technology or just new ways they shake things up. Like, it's always innovating. Film is kind of stagnant. Yeah. I get that. People see games as films plus. Films plus. You know I mean, like, <laughs> sort of. Like, if they are so cinematic now, yeah. they're just films with more Is that what they're going to change it to? You, you've been playing any film pluses recently? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. film plus collection is quite big now. Yeah, yeah. Let's quite, quite the library. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, look, just let, let's just let bygones be bygones. Films and Sorry, th this is the conclusion of the whole podcast, is just let's leave it alone. Right, I mean, well, that was a great hour. We've, <laughs> Fine. We've, we've taken the Lovecraftian thing where we've gone, we can't change anything, it's bigger yeah. than us. Yeah, Just yeah. give it up, forget yeah. it. Yeah. Don't even try. Films and games are good and they should stay far away from each other. The no. war isn't over. Yeah. Naughty Dog, you're doing great shit. Keep doing you, your shit. Looking Keep. forward to Last of Us 2. Absolutely. Hopefully you don't ruin it. Hopefully. They Come won't. On. They won't ruin it. It'll be fine. You think? It'll be, yeah, it'll be the same game, but... You know, more. Yeah. Do you think, all right, do you think, wait, um, closing closing question, do you think Ellie's going to kill Joel? Oh, God, don't do that. Don't throw that idea out there. Why would you do that? That's because awful. I think that's what they're absolutely going to do. Because no. she finds out. I think she's going to find out that Joel did a dirty at the end. Oh, my God, please don't, I don't put that do stuff that. in my I'm head. Put, I'm throwing the remote away mm -mm. if I have to no. do that. I'm they not... said Last of Us was about love, Last of Us 2 is about hate, but maybe the twist is that it's about forgiveness. Calling that. <laughs> no, don't end it now. Don't end it on me. <laughs> wow. It's terrifying. I'm actually genuinely really upset by your statement now. I'm going to have a terrible laugh. Because okay, it look. seems likely, right? Like, it, that that yeah. is a thing that She's you can do. They're going to make you press that button. Yeah. They're going to make you do it. Press, <laughs> press X to kill Joel. <laughs> press yeah. X to kill your father figure. <laughs> Jeez. That's deeply uh, disturbing. Okay, well, we came to some interesting conclusions. Ultimately... That Dean is jaded. Dean is jaded. Um... <laughs> I just want to kill Joel. <laughs> wow. Dean hates Joel from The Last of Us. Uh, Troy Baker, we're coming for you. Um, right. No, no, no. He's a very big man. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> okay, so look. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Julia. It's been good. Um, we've enjoyed talking about games and films with you. I think it's an interesting discussion. Yeah. And we appreciate you for coming on board. Yeah, no worries. It's been good fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, good. Uh, any, any, final, any final words? I'm going to cry if Joel dies. Okay, me too.
Well, press X to enjoy this episode of Fantastic <laughs> Adventures with Dean and Bay and Julia Hardy. Yes. I hope you enjoyed it. Hopefully. We mm. talked about games. We did. What's not to enjoy? Yeah, idiot. exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Well, God bless. Have a good day. And that was that. Thank you to Acast, Shotglass Media, and producer Paddy for production support. If you enjoyed this podcast, please like and subscribe. We put out a podcast every Monday. Also, if you're feeling a bit typey, why don't you leave us a, a little review? You know, either praises or tear us to pieces, whatever you feel like you want to do. If you'd like to get in touch about any discussion topics, tweet us at Dean Dobbs or Bertie Gilbert. Just type in the names, you'll find us. We've got, we got display pictures with our beautiful face on it. But yeah, if you'd like us to talk about a particular movie, particular movie scene or a video game or a TV show, whatever, like just hit us with it. We look forward to hearing from you. Take care. Stay hydrated. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.